Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 19 of Formula One with fake friendos, except there's only two friendos, me and Danny. I thought we were about to have a absolute banger of a pod with four people. This would have taken <laughs> 10 years to do this pod, but luckily for everyone, it's just two of us, <laughs> so it's going to be a little bit quicker, I think, but we're back. Me and Danny are here beginning of the season. Got a lot of stuff to talk about, so we're going to keep the introductions brief. Danny, I'll give you a quick, how you doing? How you feeling? Are you ready for this season? Yeah, I'm good. Happy that it's finally back. It's been a long uh, long winter without racing in real life, so right. just sticking to the virtual stuff is not quite the same, so it'll be good for the full F1, 2, 3 this upcoming weekend, but yeah, definitely pumped. Very true. Um, also, I think it's funny... I remember last, like last year when we did our predictions episode or whatever, like when we recorded it over the PlayStation, <laughs> I also oh, yeah. had like a slight cold. And so I also have a slight cold now. So I'm sure I sound a little bit Perfect. sick. Sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> um, anyways, like I said, we do it for our fans, Cam. We do it yeah, for our for fans. The fans. The fans are here, ride or die for this sick, <laughs> sick voice or normal voice. They're here. Um, but. Anyways, like I said, let's get into a day. We're going to start with talking about some liveries because we... Well, first off, I, Dane, I'm very excited to talk to you about all this stuff because I feel like we really haven't gotten into the nitty-gritty details on most of this stuff. Like, right. you know, we really haven't had a debrief about this upcoming season yet. Right, we've been saving um, it for all the content. Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited to hear your opinions <laughs> on a lot of these things. But we're going to start off with some livery talk. And we're just going to do... We'll just talk about each one briefly. Livery reveal season this year was pretty bland. Seeing has like, I think like eight of the cars are like the exact same, and most of them were downgrades, anyways. IMO. But let's okay. get started with the Williams. Wow. <laughs> Williams uh, livery, pretty much the same. I think it still looks good. I like the livery. Yeah, um, I like I like the livery from last year too. I'm not really uh, there's anything crazy with it. I think. The sides are a little less black than they were last year, which I guess is nice, like more color. Yeah. Um, but I guess also more weight, which is probably we'll something. See how long that lasts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. True. <laughs> uh, but I will say the air intake with the Duracell battery is hilarious. I absolutely love that. And they have it. I don't know if you've seen their gear and their helmets and stuff, but they have the same kind of like battery look on like all over their That's gear and cool. stuff too, which no, is pretty funny. That, yeah. 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 They. I think. Livery is good on its own, but I think there's a lot of hype that they, since they had a sponsorship with Golf, like right before the whole livery reveal thing, they had a sponsorship announced. Like people were getting hyped for like a Williams Golf uh, livery. You know how, like, how they had that sponsorship with McLaren and everyone right. really loved that one? So a little bit disappointed there, but anyways, I think a good livery. Uh, then we got Aston Martin, which is. Pretty much the same, except less color, less green, I think, than last year. So still good livery. Pretty much, though. yeah, still good livery, but still a downgrade. So a little bit disappointing, but pretty much the same. Yeah, not much to say. Yeah, I'd agree. But now Fernando's in it, so it's a little bit better. True, that's exciting. <laughs> um, then we got Alpine. Disgusting. Worst one. <clears throat> you know, I actually like it better than last year by quite a bit. People were talking about how like the black on like the side pod makes it look kind of like a missile, like in the back of the car. Yeah, is cool. it that different though? That's the only part that's really different is the black. 
Yeah, it's pretty much just that. But I still think okay. it's a pretty decent upgrade. Just like visually, it looks better to my eyes, at least. I don't know. I'm I'm sticking with my. I'm pretty sure last year I said it looked like cotton candy because of the colors, and I'm definitely yeah. sticking with that. That's just. I mean, it's BWT, I don't like the colors. so yeah. that's what really sucks. It's just like it's a terrible color scheme. I do. I think they're all pink. Car is pretty sick. Um, but I don't think blue and pink ever really go together. I just think that's a bad look. Um, yeah, it's definitely bubblegum, cotton candy vibes. Yeah, right. And like their uniform or driver's kits or whatever. Or yeah, they don't look great either. But no. hopefully they're fast on the track. Um, I think yeah. this team will, this might be the, the best teammate rivalry of the year. So um, be cool. I guess I also want to say too, their rims are kind of cool. How it's like the fronts are mostly blue with a little pink and the back ones are all pink and a little blue. It's kind of interesting. Ooh, looks kind of weird on track. That. Yeah, yeah, it looks a little so. weird on track, but huh. uh, kind of unique. And on the Williams too, they have like the blue arrows. Yeah. So when they're going, it kind of looks cool as well. So I will say, I think nice that's probably detail. one of the that's probably one of the biggest upgrades that all the teams had this year. Are their uh, like wheel cover right. usage? Yeah. Like Alfa Romeo was the only one last year that really had a you know mm-hmm. wheel cover thing. Yeah. All right. And, and we, yes, I was talking about McLaren. That's what we're gonna talk about next um it's a fine it, i mean i still think overall it's just bad looking disappointing i don't you know you not like it more no <laughs> you didn't like it last year either that's fair no i didn't like it last year either yeah i don't know i think i mean for color's sake i think it's good to have a car in orange i think orange is a sweet color for these cars Facts, 100%. um and a lot of the cars i feel like are this year especially are going to be getting a lot darker so it's good to have one that's like bright and orange and like stands out from the rest of them. Um, so that's pretty cool. I like the Google Chrome rims. Kind of interesting. Love the Jack Daniels logo on the front. Not sweet. Um, <laughs> I do really like the orange rear wing, though, I will say. On the, True. Like that facing the driver. That looks yeah. really sweet. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty similar to last year. But generally, I like the, the orange and black. Yeah, I feel you. Um, then we have Alphatari, which... It's just an atrocity. <laughs> the red bad. is kind of random. The red is definitely a little weird. And oh, my God. I, I don't know if you noticed or heard when they were talking about and testing. They're like, it kind of looks like an Alfa Romeo from the front, like from last year. <laughs> yeah, and so sure. they kept they kept getting it, like, confused when they saw them coming towards the camera. Mm. Um, but then you have, to, you have to, like, look at the front wing whenever we look at the um, oh, Alfa yeah, Romeo. You'll see the difference. But because you can't see the blue from the front. Right. which is kind of like the signature of their team is that blue. Um, and just all you see is the red, which is kind of strange. So the red and white, which is all for Mayo. So it's a little, <laughs> a little bit strange, but I don't know. I like that they tried something. I like the little decals on the rims. Yeah. Kinda interesting looking. They, they tried something a little different. So like, I respect it, but I don't know. It's kind <laughs> of okay. Yeah. I don't know about the red. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Then we got Ferrari which it's a pretty car yeah i mean it it's hard to make the ferrari look bad honestly right right they added they could have the... a plain red car every year and it would look sick like red right. is just such a perfect color for f1 cars so they added the ferrari to the back wing which is great that's like probably the best part of this car i will say the black little divot of the carbon fiber on the side pod looks like shit but i guess it is what it is um 
I like the uh, like the the dorsal fin, I guess you could call it, like behind the driver, like the black right. part. I think that mm-hmm. part looks really sweet. I agree. Um, that, that's decent. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's as fast as it looks. True. Um, and we got Alfa Romeo, which Ooh. I think is one of the winners this year. Oh, it uh, looks so good. It looks so wise. good. Yeah, it's hot. It's good stuff. Just uh, black and red, great. Wheel, wheel cover is great. Nothing yeah. more really to say about it. Other than yeah. that, steak sponsorship's ugly as hell, but it's good. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, no, it's yeah. The, the steak is kind of interesting. Um, is that a crypto logo on the front wing? Interesting. Okay, I'm pretty sure steak um, is crypto too. I will yeah. say I really like the uh, the red on the rims. I think it goes really well with the car as well. And this car will look absolutely sick with soft tires on it for sure. <laughs> she, true. With the red lettering too. True. Um, true. So we'll see. I don't know. I've decent hopes for this team but i'm not fully convinced um people are pretty hyped up about them and testing we'll talk about that later too but yeah. like it also doesn't mean anything i'm pretty sure they said last year gasly was the fastest of everyone and then it's just kind of okay it doesn't matter like look at the results from last season it's not very indicative most of the time as you probably expect but yeah maybe testing this year meant more who knows very true um next up we got red bull boring whatever next <laughs> um, oh, that's facts yeah they didn't do anything got... in there i will say their release was the worst of all the releases yeah i don't know a if, lot of people hate i guess that. we're not we haven't been touching on like the actual launches of the liveries speaking of which ferraris was the best mm-hmm. um they actually raced the car on the track which is sick. <laughs> true red bulls was an hour long and they waited till the last 30 seconds to actually show the livery and it's identical to last year's and so then everyone was just pissed and it's I mean, it's just boring. Like, you got to switch it up a little bit, surely. But whatever. It's also, to be fair, it's an iconic livery. It is iconic. It's also, it is also a really good livery. Like, objectively, yeah. it's a good livery. But you can't just stay the same forever, you know? Especially after winning two championships. Like, I don't know. You gotta I like, um, I mean, it's also just nice that across the series, they have the same livery for all their junior drivers. And stuff. Right. So that's cool. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But all boring. Right. <laughs> yeah. Next up, we got Haas, which I think is another one of the big upgrades, or not, I don't know, if upgrade, I don't know, but I'd say big winners of the livery season. The Like, the fact that from the front, it looks like majority white and red, and then from the side, it looks majority black, I think is pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah I agree. I think livery. my only thing would be, I like the, you see how the white kind of trails off that stripe? Sure. I wish it was like the full width, like transitioning to black instead i, I think that would look cooler it's kind of like a weird just how it's just like a stripe instead yeah um but that's pretty nitpicky i mean i think it looks pretty sick um so we'll see i just hope it's as identifiable on the track as we think it'll be just a lot of black you know yeah uh, unfortunate uh title sponsor money graham haas just really sounds like shit but that's okay <laughs> need the money yeah um and then is this the last one already? We're on Mercedes, mm-hmm. which obviously has the best livery this year. Not oh, yeah. Close. Uh, I mean, back in black, maybe it just looks damn good. It, yeah, it really feels like a like a comeback from like a, a bad season off. They're like, okay, let's go back to <laughs> our winning ways, you know, kind of thing. For sure. um, but I think like the, it's because like the whole story behind the silver arrows was because when the F1 cars were originally made, they're made of aluminum and the right. aluminum silver now that's made of carbon it's now it's black and so they did it to save weight then it's kind of cool that 
I, part of the reason I'm sure is they're saving weight, but also it just like looks sick. So it like works out pretty nicely and people allow them to not put a livery on their car and people love it anyways. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it looks so good. Um, I think this car, at least physically, will look probably way different halfway through the season. Um, <laughs> yeah. They kind of hit yeah. that a little bit. So yeah, definitely. we'll see what they end up doing. But um, that like teal and black combo is just super sick. So looks good. I think one of the like low-key things I really like is, I think they've done it on other liveries too, but I think it's very tasteful on this one, or at least the like Mercedes stars like on the back end of the uh Yeah, how like faded. Yeah, very nice. Mm-hmm. I like that on this looks very good look nice so yeah i think if i had to choose one i think mercedes is my favorite this year uh at least right now but yeah yeah i'd say mercedes or alfa romeo for sure the greatest true all right um next up we're gonna get we're gonna get into some season predictions normally we have well we're meant to have four people on this podcast but we have two today myself and danny probably a good thing to be honest yes i was trying to think of like different categories we could do but i figure since it's just two of us we can just like go through the whole thing and we have some discussions along the way and we also have arjun's predictions which is good i'm glad we have that we don't have drew's but we didn't have his last year's either so that's okay (laughs) who needs them (laughs) all right um let's you want to start with drivers or constructors um let's start with drivers let's do arjun's first you want, you want to go from let's, start, let's go bottom to top okay and I, I figured we'd like all do one number and then we'd all do the next number and so on or do you okay. want to do like person by person um yeah i i honestly say we do person by person at least for ours okay. um okay. because i feel like there's a lot more like reasoning behind why we do the top 10 probably in the order that we do them sure um yeah, we can just go person by person, I think. Okay. Wait, you mean like Arjun's list, my yeah. list? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's start with Arjun's list. We got, um, he's got 21, we think is Drugovich. We also, so we're including Drugovich in this list. I guess I'll bring this up now. My theory, and this is like kind of crazy, but what if, uh, this is just like what if, let me just tell you this, Daddy. What if, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> what if Drugovich. Let's say strolls out for two races. I'd say right. it has to be the minimum for this to be a possibility. What if Djurgovic comes in and like gets like two back-to-back top fives? Are we putting Lance Stroll back in this car, Danny? I don't know. Dude, his know. dad owns the fucking team. Yeah, what do you I mean? Know, but at some point, Dave, come on. If Djurgovic gets – what's what's like the, ba- the bottom? Like I'd say maybe like top six. If he gets two <laughs> top sixes in a row – I think there's Bro, at if, least a discussion. If Fernando gets two top sixes this season, I'm going to lose my mind. That's crazy. <laughs> I can't imagine. If he got it back-to-back, that'd be insane. I don't know if that's... I have no that, idea. Okay. I'm just saying, what if? Like, do you yeah, think that's well, even a possibility? I don't know. I mean, what what if from the outside we're saying, yeah, get Stroll out? I think we've been saying that for a minute. Like, it's right. pretty obvious there's more talented drivers coming up through the pipeline that probably deserve a shot in F1. But right. we also know F1 is has a lot of pay drivers and they need a lot of funding because it costs $200 million to even get on the grid for a season. <laughs> and so like, if your dad's a billionaire and owns the team, there is no chance that you're not going to be on the team. Or if someone suggests, Hey, we should take him off. He's like, all right, if my son's out, then I'm out too. Good luck finding sponsorship. So sure. 
And like, maybe that wouldn't be impossible. Like it's Aston Martin, right? Like surely someone could step in and want to be part of that, you know, but they also need like the results to get the sponsors to come in. So it's kind of like, it's obviously a tough situation, but I would be totally on board with getting rid of Stroll for sure. Like Dragovich is sick. He won F2 last year. Like if it, I feel like also in the back of Stroll's mind, he's like, I need to race this weekend. I don't want right. Felipe in that car because it, it might be bad for me. You know, like it might be a little scary. Yeah, I will say when it comes to Daddy Stroll, I think like this Aston Martin, I think is uh, growing beyond like just him from what I understand. Like the investment is crazy. Like, right. They're spending so much money. So I think he obviously he still has a lot of say in the team, I think, but I would it be surprised if he could be convinced by a certain number of people to, uh, you know, get Lance Stroll out of there? But like I said, that's like a pretty crazy what if. If if Stroll's out for like, I don't know, if like it gets crazy and he's out for like six races, I could legitimately see them going Drugovich for the rest of the season if he has good results. But if it's only yeah. like one or two races, it'll be tough. But, yeah, we'll see. I think a mid-season change is pretty unlikely. But yeah, like maybe I I don't know how the contracts look and everything. But I mean, obviously he signed as a driver for this year, so if he's healthy, he's most likely going to be right. He has to right. be like, Dragovich has to be unreal, and then Stroll comes back and like either spins out or crashes into his teammate like four races in a row, <laughs> and just like absolute dog shit. And then maybe yeah. they consider it then. You know, like it would have to be the best of both worlds, or best for Dragovich, worst for Stroll. For them to probably even consider it this year but yeah next year i think it uh, it could be up for grabs for sure true okay let's start getting in the meat of this so arjun we put drugovich 21 20 he has sergeant and then he has devries hulkenberg sunoda albin stroll joe piastri gasly botas and then Ocon at number 10 and then he has Magnuson, Alonso, Norris, Perez, Hamilton, Russell, Sainz, Leclerc, and he has Verstappen winning it all, which is, Makes sense. I think, a pretty good on guess. Brand. Yeah, on brand for Arjun. And also, I mean, honestly, I think Verstappen is, is the easy choice. Yeah, for sure. I mean, two-time defending champ, but also lame. So, yeah, he's definitely that? a favorite. That's yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. All right, we'll get more into driver by driver as we go through our list. You want to go first or me? Um, I can go first. All right, go for it. Um, yeah. So same to Arjun, I had Dragovich in twenty first. Given that he races one race and it's this weekend, and he's not super familiar with the car, so there's a good chance he doesn't score points. I think if he does score points, I think that puts him probably into 20th ahead of Sargent. I don't think Sargent's <laughs> going to score points this year. Not that I don't believe in him, but I don't think the Williams is going to be competitive. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just going to be tough. Um, 19, I have Sonoda. I I don't know. This might be a sketchy year for Yuki. He's going to have to put some results together, and I think DeVries might kind of outshine him a bit this year. Um, 18, I have Albon. Uh, I think last year, yeah, Albon finished 19th. Um, and he scored points. He had a good year, and he came in 19th. So I think 18 would be, I guess, an upgrade, quote-unquote. But 
Uh, 17, Hulkenberg, 16, I have DeVries. I have, I have some faith in DeVries. I'm actually really excited to see what he can do because he had one weekend in the Williams and scored more points than Latifi did in like half the yeah. season. So. Playing him over Sonoda is definitely interesting. Yeah, that's well, that's part of my later prediction too that we'll okay. get into. Um, for Joe, I have him at 15, K-Mag at 14, Boltas at 13, I have both Hass and Joe that low because I'm not super convinced with Alfa Romeo. I think it'll be really pretty at the back of the grid, but I don't know if it's going to be. It'll, it'll be nice to see them on TV getting laughed, you know? Like, we'll see them more often. Savage. Um, That's crazy. That's crazy. But, but we'll see. I don't know. I And I don't think it's both Hass's fault. I think both Hass is a sick driver, but I just don't think their car is going to be where it needs to be. Um, ahead of both Hass, I have Piastri at 12. I'm gonna. That's insanity. I'm jumping on the Piastri train. I'm That's just gonna insanity. say I wanted to bring this up because I knew you weren't gonna like me doing that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, looking at like just the gap between the drivers. Um, so Hamilton to Norris, six to seventh, was from 100. Last year you're talking about from last year, yeah, okay. was 120 points. Hamilton scored 240. Norris scored 122. And then all the way down to 12th is he only has to score 37 points, which I don't think is unbelievable, especially given their car. And like we said, Ricardo had a bad year last year. He scored 37 points. Right. And if we think Piastri is anywhere near, like Ricardo didn't like the car, right? Like he couldn't get the grips with it. It's just not how he operates, you know, like not the type of car he's looking for. I have more faith that Piastri is more fit for this and probably has a bit more fire in him, right? First year in F1. Um, and obviously, he's won the last two championships he's been a part of. He's not going to win this year, but, like, <laughs> he's he's been there. You know, like, he's he's really, like, the next golden age, like, prodigy kind of guy coming up right now. So Yeah, for sure. Got to gotta ride it a little bit. Um, I, well, I'll just throw it in real quick. Yeah. For, for me, I do like Piastri a lot. I think he's probably going to be really good. I just think McLaren is going to be, like, a backmarker this year. But we'll talk about that one. Okay. To my okay. List. That's fair. Uh, P11, I have Stroll. Um, kind of on a little hype train. That <laughs> doesn't sound like hype train, but the <laughs> Aston Martin is going to be good. And that's the only reason Stroll is in 11th. Um, Stroll I last year had 18 points. And 18? Wow. he had 18 total. And Vettel had 37. And so Stroll was in 15th last year. So if their cars a bit better like obviously he'll be scoring a bit more points and he's not he's not a bad driver to be fair but i just think there are other drivers that could perform a bit better um 10th and 9th i have Ocon and then gasly i think that's going to be a super close mm. uh fight between those two i'm super excited to see i don't really know how alpine's gonna look this year they're looking a little sketchy um in testing but again it doesn't really mean anything so hard right. to say um but I think like I think that will come down to the last race, like who's gonna be in front of the other, um, which will be equally as fun to watch as hopefully the front. Um, eight, I have Norris, close to being the best of the rest, but best of the rest for me is gonna be Alonso with right. Aston Martin, um, mostly riding the hot, the hype train a little bit. I think he's in a new team and 
Looks looks real good in Aston Martin gear. I will say, so oh, I'm pretty yeah, hyped dude. on Alonso. Still talk about around. a fucking upgrade from being in bubblegum colors to <laughs> know. that sexy ass like, green. Come like on, actually, man. the biggest upgrade possible. The yeah. biggest blow up. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, six live Perez of the top three teams. I just don't. I just don't see it. Um, that's so low. Yeah. So let me. I'll read out the rest of my top five, and then I'll like go back and <laughs> yeah. explain it. So fifth, I've signs. Fourth, I have Russell. Third, I have Hamilton. Second, Verstappen. And first, Leclerc. Um, so with Leclerc, I think he he and his team are probably very ashamed of how things went last year because of how poorly the team performed. I think Charles has nothing to hold his head over, obviously. But um, yeah. they have the car. Um, they have new engineers on their team. They kind of cleaned house a little bit. Um there's a lot of hype going into them and they looked good in testing. So excited to see what they can do. Um, if I was going for a really realistic pick, I would have put Verstappen one, but where's the fun in that? So Verstappen is two for me. I think there'll be like a Bahrain Jetta type races throughout the year, hopefully um, for those two. Third, I have Hamilton. Fourth, I have Russell. I think putting them next to each other, I think they might be the closest pair on the grid or at least most consistently performing pair on the grid. Yeah, I don't hate that. Um, so, and I think also on top of that, Merck might be just the best team, like as far as strategy goes and like pit stops and, you know, not making like those dumb mistakes that Ferrari made a lot of last year. And so that'll probably help keep them up there. Um, and then science fifth, um, nothing against science. I don't know. I just, I'm riding with my Merck guys for, yeah. I guess, more strategy stuff than anything. And I'm sure Leclerc is going to get a lot more benefit um, of the piss off strategies than sciences. So that might hurt him eventually too. And then I'm putting Perez at sixth and this is mostly due to, um, the, uh, penalties they got last year for literally cheating. Um, <laughs> Red Bull that is for going over the cost cap. The cost cap thing? Yeah. Yeah. Max cost capping. Um, yeah, but yeah, so we'll see. I think cause they're, the beginning of the year they'll have they'll be using probably all of their research as they normally would but towards yeah. the end of the year i think they're they won't be able to develop at least this is me banking on the fact that the penalties actually do fuck all to this team i don't know if it will because it seems like a slap on the wrist and i'm not convinced it's anything more than that which kind of pisses me off but right um so given that they aren't able to develop towards the end of the year. That'll be when a lot of the teams are starting to understand their cars and can really make their cars quite a bit faster going into the last like half of the year. Um, and I think Perez was really ha- holding on to that third spot. He really should have came in second last yeah, year for sure. because their car was way faster for a lot of the year. And he didn't, he came in third, which is crazy to Ferrari who repeatedly fucked up like weekend after weekend and like, DNFs and like everything you can imagine, he still didn't get within what was it like 200 points of his teammate or something like that. Yeah, I think it was like 150 last 150, year. 150, yeah. Um, so I think he'll he'll probably be more towards like top three, probably third ish for most of the year, similar to last year. And then towards the end, it'll probably uh, once the cars are more even, he'll get like low key kind of exposed probably by the other drivers generally. Yeah, um, that's a really good theory. I like that a lot. Yeah, so we'll we'll see at the end of the year how that works out. And part of me putting Verstappen at second is the same reason as well. Like, I think Verstappen will probably be leading most of the year, but then going towards the end, given that the penalties actually do something, I think Charles will 
come back and steal from him towards the end. Yeah. And hopefully it's yeah. a, like, a grandstand finish kind of thing. That'd be sweet. So yeah, be, that's definitely an interesting little wrinkle to this whole thing that like, you know, halfway through the season, it could be looking a little grim, but if the, if they keep fighting, like there's always a chance if the penalty comes to impact the Red Bull at the uh, end of the season, but very, very interesting. Um, <clears throat> all right. My list then. 21. I also have Drugovic. Same caveats. This is considering he subs in for one race. Honestly, we probably should have even included 21, but whatever. Um, 20. I also have Sargent. Um, he'll be the last place of the real drivers this season. Not that he won't be good. I think he could still have a successful year and end up in 20th. So Success for him is definitely not scoring points. I think that's like a championship for him this year for the most yeah. part, depending on Will- where Williams is, but I don't think it's going to yeah. be hard. Yeah, so I think he could have a good year still at 20. Um, then we have DeVry. Man, I don't know. I have DeVry at 19, then Yuki at 18. I just don't like AlphaTauri this year. I think uh, now that Gasly's gone, I don't know. Yuki, I obviously like him a lot as a character, but I just don't know if he has the stuff or the consistency. I think he, he's shown like some flashes or whatever here and there, but yeah. Yeah, and then... Um, he, he, has, he definitely has to have a good year this year, I think. I think if he doesn't, he's out for sure. I mean, we've got Awasa, uh, Lawson, all right there waiting for that spot. So, right, would not be surprised if this is his last year. Unfortunately, um, then seventeen, I have Piastri. Like I said, I like Piastri. I just think McLaren's going to be a backmarker, and he's a rookie. He's still a rookie, even though he won his last two championships. He's still a rookie, and F one's a whole different game. So, I think. Oh. He'll, Okay. I'm just noticing. I'll wait till we get to a later okay. number that we're getting to and then ask you a question. All right. Um, <laughs> then 16, I have Hulkenberg. Um, I think he'll be like totally mid, whatever. And then 15, I have Albon. I think Williams will be overall a better team this year. So I think Albon could have a good year compared to some of these other drivers. Um, like compared to like these other drivers that are below him, like Hulkenberg. Piastri, Sonoma Devry, he's I think he's like way far above them skill wise. So hopefully he can get some points. And then I have in fourteen I have Gasly, thirteen Ocon. As much as I like Gasly, I think Ocon will edge him out this year because I mean Ocon's still a really good driver, and I just don't know. I like I said, I really like Gasly, but I just don't know if he has what it takes to. We saw him in that spotlight in Red Bull. I just don't know if he has what it takes to you know put yeah. a full year together. That's like fair. That. that was a long time ago though. True. Not super long, but... And he did better after, obviously, but still, I think it's just, like... Especially if it gets as heated as, like, a lot of people are thinking between them. I just don't know if he has what it takes. Um, then 12, I have Joe. Um, I think the... I'm much higher on the Alfa Romeo than Danny. Um, 11, I have Magnuson. Uh, 10, I have Stroll. So about the same as Danny. 9, Botas. Where'd you have Botas? You had him at 13th. 13. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, within that range, it's all pretty close. The mid, Yeah, the midfield's going to be the battle this year, I think. Like, yeah. who's going to come in like that fourth through sixth in the constructors, I think, is going to be pretty crazy, hopefully. Yeah. And then eight, I have Lando. I think he'll just muscle that car into points, even though I okay. hate This is, Lando, was my but... question. Okay. How are you putting Piastri at 17 and putting Norris <laughs> at eight? That's what I want to know. Well, like I said, I I think Lando 
like I said, I think he'll just muscle that car into some points consistently. Well, if if Piastri, I think if you he, said you said McLaren were going to be back markers. Yeah, and you're saying I, Norris is going to be eighth in the championship. Well, okay, I have McLaren seventh in the championship in the constructors. So, like I said, I mean, I mean between Botas, I don't think that math adds up. Botas <laughs> is the one behind him. No, I think it adds up. Botas is the one behind him, and I think like where I have, I have uh, Alpha then Alpha in fifth. Yeah. So, so I'll just say from last year, eighth place scored ninety two points, okay. and seventeenth scored twelve. Yeah, I could. I mean, okay, you're right. It's definitely high for Norris, but that's just where I have him. I don't know, Day. I didn't think about the numbers that much. You're right. Maybe he should be a little lower, but because you you had what seventh? You said for them. Uh, I've eight. Oh yeah, I have McLaren seventh in the constructors. Yeah, well, I'm using all the numbers from last year, so maybe that's. I've tried to make mine more a little more mathematical, but yeah, I think mine's seven, pretty mathematical for the most part, except for that. That's yeah, that's seventh last year at 55 points. So okay, I mean, TBD. Yeah. Maybe McLaren bumps up a little bit, but yeah, the disrespect to Piastri is crazy. <laughs> like I said, I think maybe <laughs> maybe I'm betting on like Lando getting like eighth like all year basically. So. We'll see. Um, let's see. Then I have Lewis Hamilton in seventh place, which that is straight disrespect. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I like Lewis, but I think I think actually him and I. Okay, so I have Lewis in seventh, Alonso in sixth, and then Russell in fifth. Obviously, like you were, I'm also buying into this Aston Martin hype. So hopefully it plays out because I think Alonso, like pure skill wise, he's like better than seventy five percent of the drivers on the grid. So Hopefully, right. if he gets a good car, I think he'll be able to pull it up. I would love to see Alonzo and Hamilton battling again, too, to be honest. I think I think Alonzo carries so much more of a chip on his shoulder between him and Hamilton because oh, yeah, Hamilton has sure. all these championships, but Alonzo's like just as good. <laughs> for sure, for so sure. I'm sure it'll be a little spicy if they end up being close together all year. Yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, like a, a, between Russell and Hamilton, I would I could flip I could put Hamilton fifth and Russell seventh. I don't know. I I'm not. Don't feel really strongly about one over the other. The, Hamilton was using those like uh, experimental setups last year, or whatever. Right, and he only ended up season. like a few points behind Russell at the end of the yeah. year. Yeah, so I can see him coming out ahead, but I don't know. And then fourth, I have Perez. I think, I think Red Bull and Fire are still just going to be like far and away the best cars. So I think Perez will have fourth locked up pretty easily. Third, I have Signs. Second, Verstappen, and first place for Charles Leclerc. Um, yeah, I think like you're saying, I think Verstappen is probably the logical, safest option to win. But I'm just hoping that the Ferrari, they, I, Fred Vasseur, I hope he comes in and he, so far from what I see, like if he plays this game correct, I don't know. If, I just feel like he has a better way of playing it than Mattia Bonato did did these last couple of years because there's a headline about him like having the strategist like working from like the base and then he's like putting more power into like a different strategist that's going to be at the at the track or whatever so if he like if if he's on the level to be playing those political games like within ferrari like that and like getting what he wants i think ferrari could have a big time glow up under him um so yeah overall charles winning but i do i want to talk about this also real quick if charles 
doesn't come in first, I hope he comes in like sixth or seventh, because <laughs> like I I am a I am a Ferrari fan because of Charles. Like I like the team, I like the colors, the history, everything, and I also like the driver lineup, Carl's uh, Charles and Carlos. But I'm there for Charles, so I hope if he. I think his contract's coming up either next year or the year after. So if he has like a What do you want him like to a, leave Ferrari if he Yeah, if he has like another like second place finish, like I just don't think he'll have the balls. He's not to leaving do it. if he gets in second place, Cam. That's what no, that's what I'm saying. Like he won't have oh, the balls. Oh, okay. If they I thought you were saying if second. he barely loses the championship, he's gonna no. dip. Like, yeah, no, I want him to come in like sixth or seventh if he doesn't win because it, it just might be Ferrari's just cursed. And like I said, I'm more of a Charles fan. So if he goes, if like he ends up in like Red Bull, I think that'd be super sick. Like because especially if Verstappen. Okay, first off, imagine having a couple years of Charles Max on the same team. That'd be nuts. Okay, but that'd second, be fucking boring as shit. They would just destroy everybody. But no, they have a everywhere. crazy battle. But second, if like you know Max is like Red Bull the kind loves of guy, their team orders though. Also, but well, Max is the kind of guy also like. Have you seen like an interview? He's like, yeah, I'll probably do another year or two F one, and then like go do other series. So like, imagine a world where Red Bull has like one or two years of Charles and Max, and then Max retires at like fucking the ripe old age of twenty seven or whatever. And they have Charles <laughs> as his main as their main driver. That'd be interesting. The Did only he really thing say I, that? Did Max say yeah, that? Yeah, he's like, oh, I've done whatever I wanted in F one now. So like, I'm he's like talking. He talks all the time about like racing in other series and stuff. Oh wow, I've not heard that. That's interesting. Yeah, and not that I think he'll retire in, like right, right the next two. Or that's three still, years. I mean, he's still super young. Like that's super yeah. crazy to even say that. I think, especially because yeah. you probably worked your whole life to get to F one, and now you're like that guy in F one, and he's like, oh, what if I raced IMSA or IndyCar? Or something? <laughs> yeah, well, I think he, he's just like a racing purist, so he's like, I won my right. championship, so like whatever, I'm there, I'm on the level. Um, the but the only other team I'd be okay with Charles going to is like maybe Aston or Mercedes. Um, but other than that, I guess Ferrari is like a good team. So like, I, I don't mind him staying at Ferrari, but yeah, I was going to say like if Hamilton retires, that'd be a, they'd pick him up in a second. I'm sure. Yeah. That would be crazy. That, that awesome. clears up a lot of salary <laughs> for Mercedes because yeah. Hamilton, I mean, Hamilton's new contract that he's trying to get is supposed to be like 50 mil or something crazy <laughs> like that. So I'm and sure I think, Charles would get paid though. Also, I mean, he would, but he wouldn't get paid fifty mil. Like they're sure. only doing it because it's Lewis, you know. Yeah. And he's like, he like is F one to like so many people, and so it's like to have him on your team, and he's like an icon for Mercedes, like just That's to true. keep him around. Um, and he's proven, you know. So, um, kind of hard to say, but I don't know. I mean, Russell's getting paid. Like, didn't we look it up last year? It's like five million or something like that. It's like. I don't know. Yeah, pennies don't compared to what Hamilton's getting, you know. Yeah, but, for sure. Um, I don't know. I think they they would still pay him good for sure. But I do also think uh, Russell Charles combo would be as equally sick as Max and that'd be pretty Charles. dope. Yeah, that'd be pretty sick. Yeah, I don't know. It could be interesting to if uh, Charles shakes things up in these next couple years because he definitely. I I mean, obviously, you know, I think he deserves. He's so uh, devoted to Ferrari, though, I feel. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's the thing. I don't know if you would It's actually... like a Damian Lillard-type situation. Right, He's just yeah. loyal to a fault. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know if you'd pull that trigger, but I yeah. don't know. Like I said, I hope Fred Freddie V is able to uh, sort things out over there. Freddie. Um, but, 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. Constructors time. Do you, is there anything else you want to talk about for the drivers? Or um, No, I think that's it. I guess the only other thing would be um, there's quite a few like up-and-coming guys that are like reserve drivers, which I mm. think could be interesting later in the year. Yeah. So like Mick is with Mercedes. So if one of them gets sick, we're going to see Mick and uh, Mercedes just like his dad was, which would be super cool and wholesome. We'd love to see that. Yeah, DC has um, like the same helmet or whatever. Right, yeah. And so Liam Lawson is racing in Super Formula this year, but he is still the reserve driver or one of the reserve drivers for Red Bull. So mm-hmm. maybe there's potential he shows up in like a FP1 or something um, later in the year. Um, Jack Dewan for Alpine would be cool. Um, I think, uh, who is it? Something Polo, right? For McLaren. Oh, yeah. Alex Polo. One of the IndyCar guys. Yeah, yeah. So that, there's definitely some people to look out for there, too. And we also have, like, um, Schwartzman for Ferrari. Ferrari has quite a few good guys that they could bring in. Yeah. Um, they also have Giovinazzi, I think, too, which is interesting because he was on the I critical still years part ago. Of the team. Are you sure? I thought he was still. I don't think he is anymore. Ah, maybe not him. Yeah. That's okay. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> he was like a backmarker in Formula E, so I don't know if they really want him. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Formula E, last race was super lit. Would recommend anyone that hasn't seen it. I actually was watching the highlights. It's pretty. It's been pretty good. Yeah, DaCosta got a sick win at the last race. So, but yeah. the tracks they all race on are actual dog shit. But whatever. <laughs> I've actually started to like, uh, like defend Formula E now because I see on TikTok like highlights too, and people always yeah. talk shit in the comments. Are like, RC kind of like, no, down vote, down vote. <laughs> like this is actually sick. You guys are so stupid. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, because well, it, it's I mean, been lit. It's been pretty good. It's it's a pretty good series. I don't know. I mean, I could do probably a whole episode on just like the thing I don't like about Formula E, which is unfortunate because <laughs> yeah. it's more about like energy saving than it is actually racing hard, which is like yeah. a terrible way to promote like racing because then it just makes it seem like the batteries aren't where they need to be for them to actually race right. So then it's like everyone's in a train saving battery for ninety five percent of the time, <laughs> then they race the last five percent. You know? Yeah, it's not um, interesting. So it's interesting, but yeah, it's definitely been, it's fun to watch too. Um, and I know like Nick DeVries was like a Formula E champion and now he's in Formula One. So it's kind of cool to, and I know McLaren has a team in there too. So they have some drivers in there that are looking decent. So they might be up yeah, they for had, um, One of their guys used to be, I think well, he was in Formula Two, like, uh, yeah, not last year, but the year before. Well, I think Dan Tickdom is also, or he oh, was. Yeah. He was in Formula E. I don't think he is anymore. Oh, he is. He is. Oh, is he? I thought he was a different. Maybe not. I'm pretty sure he's still in that series. Yeah. Um, JQs, I think his name is. Yeah, JQs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, they got some. They got some good guys over there too, and they have like some people that have always been competitive for Formula E since it's been around. So I'm sure as they rack up more accomplishments over there, and the more legit that league gets, not that it isn't legit, but like the faster the the cars get year by year they'll probably be more comparable to like F3, F2-ish, like wherever that line falls. And then the faster they are, the more serious they're taken. So yep. we'll see. It'll be cool. But it's been a really good series so far. True. Needs to be added to the F1 game, 100%. <laughs> That'd be wild. That'd be sick. I'd be super down for that. That'd be interesting. I mean, I'd be down, yeah. That'd be cool. Might as well. Uh, all right, let's real quick go over the uh, constructors because I think we kind of hinted at a lot of this stuff already. Um, I'll go first this time. Last place, 
Actually, we'll, we'll start first. First place, I have Ferrari. Second place, Red Bull. Third place, Mercedes. Fourth place, Aston. Buying the hype, but they're not the... <laughs> Some people are putting them above Mercedes. Don't. That's I a little crazy. Yeah, that. I don't that know about that one. <laughs> there was a pretty big gap between third and the rest of the field last year. Yeah. So Speaking very quickly on Mercedes, I'm already over it. I'm done with them. <laughs> they've already like said like oh yeah we're we're basically bringing a whole new design like halfway yeah. through the season so like we'll be fast then like don't worry we'll be fast once that comes through so i'm already over that don't want to hear about it um fifth place i got alfa romeo which I, obviously that's pretty good for them sixth place alpine i think they're not going to be like as bad as people might think from testing but i think gasoline ocon might have some drama and i don't know I just don't I'm not super high on them. Seven McLaren, which is awful for them. Basically, back markers is for McLaren at seventh place. So were they fourth last year or fifth? Um, fifth last year. I think Alpine okay. just beat them out. Um, eighth, I have Haas, solid driver lineup, but nothing crazy. Williams, still not a great team, but Alex Albon will score them some points. Um, and ten, I have Alfatari. I just think they're boring and pretty uninspiring drivers that's fair yeah how about you uh yeah so mine i put mercedes first i uh i mean i'm a george fan what can i say but i also like i was saying earlier i think they're the most closely matched uh teammates and i think they're the most consistent at least based on last year they're always Mm -hmm. like qualifying most of the time they're like right next to each other which is great for, I mean, even strategy-wise, too, to have your drivers right next to each other. Um, and I think just generally they, they tend to just, like, get things right when they make strategy calls. They aren't, like – I think both of them are, like, looking more for the team than they are for, like, individuals. And I think a lot of drivers, like Ocon and Gasly, perchance, like, they might be getting together because they're like, oh, I want to beat him out. I want to prove I'm the guy. Whereas, like – I know George was saying when he was at Williams, like, oh, ruin my race if you have to, if it means, like, Latifi can score points or whatever. He did that, sure. I think, two years ago. So, um, and they're just happy to be competing at the front. They know it's about the team. So, we'll see. Um, but also, like you're saying, they are bringing a whole new car, like, halfway through the year. So, uh, it might be a little <laughs> scary. First is so bold. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it is pretty bold. But it's, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just hopeful that they'll be competitive. If not first, I hope second. Um, the second I have Ferrari, I have Charles winning. Um, so I think, I think Ferrari is going to be real competitive this year. Um, I put Red Bull a third because got to have a spicy take somewhere. And that's crazy that Red Bull being third is a spicy take. It's very, very boring that, (laughs) that they're probably going to be the champs again. Um, but who knows that a lot of that is banking on that, uh, penalty they got for going over the cost cap last year and Perez just not holding up, um, later on in the season mm-hmm. fourth i've aston martin kind of riding the hype may as well um alonzo is looking real good um so got to put him up there and fifth i have mclaren i think mclaren aston martin is going to be close just like um alpine mclaren last year you have the faith um, in mclaren huh i have some faith i mean they i will say they were at least lando was off in no man's land for a lot of the year it was like Red Bull, Ferrari, then like 10 seconds back Mercedes, then 15 seconds back McLaren, then like 20 seconds back a lot of the time. Not a lot, but like a few times. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, And so now, assuming me riding the Piastri train, if Piastri can 
like match at least a little bit closer to Norris, I think that gives them a bit of an edge. Um, maybe to sneak into fourth, but it's really gonna that's gonna be on Piastri to kind of like come out of the gate swinging. Um, sixth, I have Alpine. Um, I think a lot of this is due to the uh, internal rivalry. I think that will develop this year, or at least that I'm hoping will. I think we need a little <laughs> drama in F1 this year. It's been kind of too too nice. Um, yeah. I, I I mean, if you look at Jeddah last year when Ocon and Alonso almost killed each other like several <laughs> times and then like cost each other points, I mean, I think that might happen throughout the year. Um, and if it does, then they could easily just start slipping straight down. They might be even lower than where I put them. Um, and then seventh, I have Alfa Romeo. Um, not like super convinced. Um, I think the car obviously looks sick, but like, I don't know. People love to, I think it was so overhyped from the testing that I was kind of like, no, there's no way. And I pushed him <laughs> maybe further down than I should have, but um, I don't know. I think that's, that might be where they finished last year, to be honest. Maybe they're a little lower. Um, by faith in Baltas. We'll see. I think Joe is also a good driver, even though he is technically a paid driver. Um, I'm excited to see what, for sure. Yeah. I'm excited to see what he can do this year. Um, Haas. I think it's going to be probably more of a rude awakening for Haas. Um, I don't know. I think Hulkenberg and Magnussen is kind of just like a whatever driver lineup. Yeah. Um, I'm excited Hulkenberg's back, but it's also like give it to someone new, you know, like you're not competing for a championship. So like, I don't know. I feel like if you have one experienced guy that probably works and then have one new guy that might just turn out to be insane, you know, like kind of take a chance, but I think this kind of just more guarantees them to just be towards the bottom of the grid for most of the, most of the year. Right. Um, AlphaTauri kind of whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I have faith in DeVries. I think DeVries might, might be doing decent. Um, and this ties into something we'll talk about later, but I don't, I don't think Sonoda is going to have a good year this year. Um, I think this might end up being his last year in F1. Um, I hope not. I mean, Yuki is a very likable guy. He's like actually hilarious. Um, but yeah, he just, he didn't really impress much last year. He had a few good results, but I mean, he lost to his teammate in like most Grand Prix and qualifying. So um, being Gasly. Um, so we'll see. And if he gets outshined by um, DeVries, I, I don't know. Like, what can you really ask of, you know, he's been in the car for a year. He should have a pretty good understanding how it works. But then, you know, DeVries shows up in a Williams and scores points, you know, like first race. It's like, okay, that's pretty insane. Like, we'll see if he has that kind of performance all year. That's going to make Sonoda not look very good. So he yeah. might be he might be done. It was even anywhere um, close between Yuki and Nick DeVries. It's going to be over for Yuki. I right. Yeah. And then last, I have Williams. Um I think Albon will again have a good, like a pretty decent season, um, but some weeks they're just going to not have pace. Um, and I think Sargent, like we're saying, if he finishes the year without any major incidents and causing the team millions of dollars worth of damage repairs, I think that'll be a good year for him. <laughs> um, he'll be around. I don't remember how long his contract's for. Hopefully it's more than a year, but um, at the beginning of the year will definitely be a lot of like, all right, let's keep it on track. A little nervous being around these cars going this fast, a little different than F2. Um, and he was a rookie in F2 as well last year. Um, so we'll see. I, I have faith in, in him in the long run. He's also American, so 
I hope he's fast and doesn't make us all look bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't see him doing much points wise for the team, if at all. I don't, I don't know if he'll score any points this year. And then yeah, that's my full list. Solid. Um, for for the record, real quick, we'll throw Arjun. Arjun's he has uh, number one Ferrari, then Red Bull, Mercedes, Aston Martin, McLaren, Alpine, Haas, Alfa Romeo, AlphaTauri, and Williams. Pretty standard list. And he's like straight up copied me. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you he already sw- he swapped seven Haas and eight Alfa Romeo. Those are only two. <laughs> he That's tried so to be funny. slick with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Okay. Um, all right. So, Danny, let's get into this next section of the podcast. Um, the whole. Here's what I found. Hello? <laughs> Not talking to you, Siri. Chill. Um, <laughs> So the whole concept behind this section is that the podcast is going to be kind of month to month. At least the main podcast episodes like are going to be month to month. I'm sure me and Daddy are going to want to talk about either F2 or like if it was a crazy weekend or something, maybe we'll talk about it on a separate episode. But the concept is month to month. So for this first month, there's two races, the Bahrain GP and the Saudi Arabia GP. So this is kind of – we're kind of going to go through – a couple categories and give predictions for the first two races um, for those categories. Pretty simple. And then we'll go over it obviously at the end of the month and see how we did. But yeah, so let's get into it. Most points scored for the first two races. Um, I'll start off. I'm actually going to say Max scores the most points. Obviously, it's kind of a boring choice, but like I said, I think like you were saying, Red Bull is going to start out pretty strong. And so. I agree with that. So I'm going to go with Max for these first two races. Yeah, I'm honestly going to say the same thing. Also very boring, but I mean, they were just so fast at the end of the year. It's kind of going to be hard to catch up. And, you know, they've been developing in the off season too to make it even faster. Um, I don't think we'll really see any downside to Red Bull until probably the last half of the year. Yeah. And then, um, okay, the next category is number of different drivers on the podium for these next two races. Um, there's no really rhyme or reason to this, but um, I'm going to say we get – so it's only two races. It's kind of hard. So I'm, I'm going to keep it safe and just say we're going to get four different drivers. I think there will be some combination of Red Bull and Ferrari drivers. Yeah, I think that's probably pretty safe. I'm going to say five just to Ooh, make it interesting. Fun. Maybe yeah. sneak a, a Russell podium in there. Who knows? Ooh, a little Fernando um, podium? Little maybe Fernando? Who knows? Maybe he wins. Who knows? Whoa, Danny Joe. That's crazy. No, no, no. Unfortunately not. But, yeah, I think I'll go with five. Uh, I think the top two teams, well, all four of those drivers are going to get in the podiums. Um but I'll just predict that one extra guy is going to get in there. That's probably more likely towards the end of the year when the cars are a little bit faster and a little closer, but I don't know. I mean, look at Byron last year. We had two Red Bull DNFs, yeah, so sure. it's possible. You never know. Um, all right, so this next one is the Latifi Award. Uh, pretty self-explanatory, I think. Um, we're going to do two different versions. We're going to do uh, the Latifi Award. We're going to do a, a year-long Latifi Award. And then we'll do we'll check in month-to-month month as well. Um, so 
My so prediction. I guess to explain, if you didn't catch up, okay, what sure, Latifi I guess, Award yeah. is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Latifi Award is for the person that will crash or spin out the most. So if you do like a 360 and you catch it in the corner, that counts. You throw into a wall on DNF, that counts. Um, any just any of kind of incident, control. run into somebody else on the track and it's your fault, that counts. Um, anything like that. For sure. Um, okay. So for this month, I'm going to go with Yuki um, for these first two races. I think he's a probably a pretty strong candidate for the full year, maybe. I don't know. Um, and then for the full year prediction of the Latifi Award, I am going to give it... This is kind of maybe like a low-key pick. I don't know. I'm going to give it to Kevin Magnuson. Oh, that's random. <laughs> yeah. I think... I mean, like... That's a random pick. Is obviously that. a good driver, but, like, I think... Uh, the, the grid this year i think overall is pretty damn good especially compared to the last couple of years yeah uh, like there's no like there's, there's no latifi so it's right. kind of hard to you know signal or single someone out like that so i'm gonna give it to k mag i think he'll have the most run-ins the most spins the most you know whatever so i can see that uh, ending up with him yeah i'm gonna go for the first two weekends hmm I think I might I might just go with Piastri. I think the first first race out, he's gonna probably be real pent up with a lot of emotions coming off a year of not racing. <laughs> um, and now he's gonna know he's at least what I would think would be a competitive car, at least in the midfield, to be able to battle some people. Um, might push the limits a little too far, maybe DNF, spin out in quality, whatever it might be. Um, but I think he might just be a little bit a little bit overzealous maybe, but yeah. who knows if he's the chosen one, he'll figure it out and he'll come out with some points in the first race, but we'll see. He should, he should send it these first couple races. Cause I'm sure he has a super long leash, you know, with the team. Like, <laughs> right. It's like, fuck it. Yeah. Like, like they literally like battled for him to be on the right. Team. So like, contracts and yeah, yeah, they did everything they could to get him. So if I was him, I'd like totally send it the first couple races just to try <laughs> and get your fucking feet wet. I, I, well, I guess you, but also, actually... also don't want to piss the team off because they did all that for you in the first yeah, place. That's true. You also do want to <laughs> actually get in like a lot of laps. So right. Also true. Don't crash, but yeah. Yeah. I, I so yeah, that'll be for the first two races. I think, um, for the full year, I'm going with Yuki. I think, like I was saying earlier, I think this might be end up being his last year. I could see a situation where DeVries is just always like a tenth or two ahead of him and always kind of just like consistently right in front of him. And that might drive him to make a few mistakes, you know, like push a little bit harder than he really needs to and end up making those larger mistakes yeah, and crashing sure out, that be, sort of thing. That'd be mega frustrating for sure. Right, that yeah. That would be the case. Some 27-year-old comes in out of nowhere and just shits <laughs> on you in his first race. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and then the last category, last but not least, a little personal vendetta I have here. Will Lando Norris overtake a car on track in the first two races of the season? Yes or no? This is such a fucking hater question, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a fucking hater. It's insane. I, you call, call me a hater all you want, Denny, but check the tape. Check the record. This I like Lando as a person, but he is the most goddamn boring driver on the track <laughs> i've ever seen like just the most boring You're, you don't think one in two races no i think he'll I, i'm gonna go with no like i said oh, i think wow. the mclaren's not gonna be a good car anyways so That's i can fair. see him yeah. not passing anyone these first two races I, I, I mean on track like strategy pit stops whatever that doesn't count 
Yeah, like DRS to the brakes kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, I have a little more faith in McLaren, so I'm going to say that he does pass at least one person at some point. (laughs) Um, But who knows? It's also, I will say, last year, and I kind of, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but um, I feel like he he qualifies pretty well for what his car is. And so then he starts ahead of people that are more similar pace than him. So then he's he's not going to catch the Mercs, right? So then he's kind of stuck in no man's land a lot of the time. So it's like, is it really like, damn, he sucks. He can't pass anybody. Or is it sure. he's way ahead where he should have been to start with and he just has good pace. So that's fair. TBD. That's fair. If he, I think if he has like a, a subpar qualifying, I think he passes someone. But if he qualifies like, I don't know, like fifth or something, I don't think he's passing anybody. <laughs> Also, I don't, he's not qualifying fifth, but also if he does, little, to bring a little bit more Lando hate, I just feel like also, like even if he if he's like he'll just drive to the strategy, like he he'll not pass anyone. If he's on better tires, he'll just chill until like the person on the worst tires in front of him pits. You know, like he's not sending it on someone with worse tires. I don't know. Like I said, <laughs> that I would count that if he passes him on track with like that, even if he has better tires. So still, I'm gonna say no. I like Lando, but yeah, boring driver. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but I think uh, that pretty much covers it for uh, the opening bonanza of uh, stuff we have going on. We also have uh, F2 and F3, which me and Danny fucking love watching um, as wait. well. That, those series were... We got we to gotta tell them our team, so we're rooting for. Oh, yeah. Well, those series were infinitely better than F1 was oh, last yeah. year. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, F3 was uh, insane. It went down to, like, literally if there was going to be a penalty or not <laughs> Yeah, on Victor Martins at the end of the season. It was insane. Yeah. There's some super talented drivers in this series, too. So, like, it's been really fun to watch. But, we'll, we could, like I said, we're definitely going to get, I think, more in-depth into F2 and F3, I'm sure, on a separate podcast at some point. Um, but just a real quick, just be on the lookout for these guys. In F2, uh, last year... Iwasu is my guy, and I'm sticking with him. He's, I think he has a real shot at the championship this year. Um, and in F3, my guy was Arthur Leclerc. Obviously, I'm a Leclerc fan, but I, that he it really has nothing to do with it. He just has that driving style, how he drive, how he passes. He was people. sick in F3. Yeah. He he had unbelievable race pace. In and F3. so now now this year, uh, it's Arthur Leclerc and Ayuma Iwasu on the same team at on the Dan's. same team. Which oh is God. just the most hype lineup you could possibly have, man. So I'm very excited for F2. I'm very excited to root for that team. Uh, I was actually pissed year. when I saw they're on the same team because I was hoping they were on two different teams so I could support one of them and you would support <laughs> whatever one Leclerc was on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, Danny, who, who are you looking at this year? I forget, honestly. Yeah, I think so this year. It took a while. There's a lot of good pairings this year, so it was kind of hard to pick because you got Teo Porcher and Victor Martins on the same team. Zane Maloney and Enzo Fittipaldi. Um, That's you have Vesti and Behrman. Behrman's oh, he's kind of like shit. that next upcoming guy too, especially yeah. for Ferrari. Um, yeah, so I decided to go with High Tech, and they have Jack Crawford and uh, Igor Hadjar. Oh yeah, um, Jack Crawford because he's American, and I love America, so. Got to support like, my Americans on the grid because there aren't a lot of them. He's like 16 uh, years old, too. Yeah. And then Isaac Hadjar was also – he was like probably the closest thing to Leclerc I think I saw in F3. He was also like 
had a lot of crazy races and he was in the championship up until that last race and he just didn't have a great result. Yeah. Um, so he's definitely one to look out for too, but I think it'll be, there's a lot of like fast rookies in F2 this year, which would be really fun. I have no idea who to support for F3. I don't know any of the people in F3 now. I feel like yeah. all the ones I really knew went to F2. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. At least Aruval is still in F2. So for anyone that's been watching <laughs> F2 for the last 12 years, you'll know yeah. one person. <laughs> if you stopped watching F2 uh, eight years ago, you'll come back and you'll still like, what the fuck? You'll He's recognize. Uh, it'll be a fun series to watch no matter who you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But high tech versus dams. That's the... That's a rivalry on the podcast now, I yeah, guess. That'll be we'll fun. We'll see how it goes. I have way you more know, faith in Dams, I'm, I'll be honest, but we'll see. You know, we'll see. Um, there was talks about um, like Red Bull selling AlphaTauri. I don't know exactly if it'd be selling or what, but they're talking about like some new executives that Red Bull don't see the, the value in having like spending so much money on AlphaTauri. I and hope they do. Rumors, there's rumors about high tech potentially, and not rumors, Ooh. but people were talking about. Not people. I mean, somewhere in between <laughs> rumors and reports. Somewhere in between <laughs> rumors and reports, people are okay. kind of saying high There's tech rumors. Is, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, we're we're in the running for potentially getting on the grid, which would be yeah. interesting because I didn't know they were like that big. I mean, they're in all the junior categories and stuff, but I didn't right. know they had the size. I will just add. I feel like one. I feel like I talked about this on the podcast before. I honestly really hate that AlphaTauri is a team because they're never going to be as fast as Red Bull, and they right. don't. They don't have the aspiration, or maybe they have the aspiration to be as fast as, but they never will be because they're just like the little brother team to Red Bull. And that's just shitty. There's it just is shitty. There's one of 10 spots on the grid for a team that knows it won't compete for wins ever. That's so stupid. Why would you ever want that to happen? You know? So yeah. for me, I think it makes more sense like get them out, get Cadillac with Andretti in or something, or get Audi in or whatever, and have it just be 10 completely unique teams that have no ties to each other. Maybe they supply engines to each other and they can swap drivers. But as far as like R and D goes, like they're completely separated. Because I'm sure there's some sharing between I don't know how it works, but between AlphaTauri and Red Bull. Oh um, yeah. But there's it's not a coincidence that AlphaTauri is always significantly slower than Red Bull. Yeah. No, you're 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 definitely right. They don't they definitely have no chance of like winning any anything seriously uh, every year, right. which is lame. In which case, why are you racing? Like, yeah, just kind of defeats the purpose. Sure. It also feels bad when they don't let Andretti on the grid and they have teams like that. Right. So. And maybe that's what the execs are saying. They're like, we know we aren't going to win, but we have to pay 200 mil to get on the grid every year. What are we right. doing? Like, that's yeah. how are our sponsors going to feel about just knowing we're not going to beat the other team? You yeah. Know? So, yeah. Who knows? Definitely, yeah. Very interesting. Um, also, want to give... wait, Danny, have you been watching any of more Ugo's races in F4? Uh, I have been watching a bit. Yeah, I think that championship's over now. Yeah, I think it's over now. Um, but yeah, Hugo Ugachukwu, he is the next up-and-coming <laughs> Lewis Hamilton. He's <laughs> he's 14. I think he's from the Bronx or something like that, or Brooklyn. Yeah, I think so. Um, he's like 6'2 and probably 100 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> he's super skinny, but like really tall. Um, and he's just been killing the junior scene. Um is yeah. I think the beginning of the season of like the first six races they had, he won like four of them or something and came on the podium and all of them. Yeah, um, I saw he was like kind of struggling. I towards I only have I yeah. stopped, I haven't seen like the last like five or six races, but I think he started to struggle a little bit in the middle. But 
Yeah, I don't think he. I don't think he ended up winning the championship. I think he came yeah. in like like second or third or something <laughs> like that. But I mean, he's fourteen or something. Right. So, right. Also, like, the F four UAE it was like there was literally after every first lap there's a uh safety car that took i i would i would watch the first lap then i'd fast forward to the last like five minutes of race time and it, right that entire time there was nothing happening because it was all safety <laughs> car so i got like six minutes of actually racing so i'm sure that was like, it's not ideal to measure talent in that way but right yeah i mean it's true and they also only do like i think it was like i don't even know five six rounds or something for the whole season but they do like three races each round yeah um but i don't know it's interesting and i also didn't realize like f4 is it's like regional to each regional. location they're in yeah. yeah um so because i think he was in british f4 before and i think he won british f4 not completely positive but he was like not a sure. contender at least i know he won yeah. a couple races in british f4 mm. um but then he went to uae and maybe it's because of like the timing of the schedules because it's not the full year like that was like probably two months or something that they did that in it seems like it was over pretty quick yeah um but yeah excited to see where he ends up going i think he's uh who is he with i can't I remember don't think he is with anyone is he i think he's with carlin no he's with carlin oh carlin yeah so hmm. that's good to know i mean wait, carlin enough to wait, wait he was huh. in the prima Oh, yeah, I think he did switch to Prima, didn't he? I think he was in Carlin at one point. Uh, yeah, well, he was definitely in the Prima in, at the F4 UAE. He was. Yeah. yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. Yeah, he's F4 Prima racing. Okay, well, yeah. Anyways, just wanted to give a couple of little shouts to them, those uh, junior drivers that we're going to be keeping our eyes on. But um, like I said, we'll get more into it probably at some point during the season. But we'll give you we'll give you monthly Yugo Ugachuku updates if he's racing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep uh, you in the loop. The only podcast in the in the world. <laughs> Actually, well, we sure were here first true. when he's <laughs> yeah. F1 world champion and come back to us. You know, yeah. that was us. Yeah. It, it like fucking we're putting five you on now. now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. These guys knew. <laughs> uh, sure Yugo, if you're listening, fly us out for F1. <laughs> I'm sure this way a lot a lot of people watching his career but, uh, <laughs> yeah definitely about as many as listen to our podcast maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyways anything else you wanted to mention danny before we wrap this thing up um excited for the, the change to the last sector of barcelona that's it oh yeah yeah that'll be good that'll be good New fast sector more passing hopefully we'll see tbd it's got a while to come so what what number of race is that do you know um, off the top of my head. So, uh, it's definitely going to be very interesting. I think uh, also the changes to Saudi Arabia will be good this year. Yeah. It's always a bigger race anyways. So, looking forward to that. And Vegas will be maybe like, oh, yeah, but Vegas. also maybe terrible. Yeah. I, I, I will say I hate that being the second to last race. Yeah. Because that weird. might be like a title decider race, and they have no idea how the track's going to work for racing. Not a fan of that. Yeah. Yeah, also, but... I'm not very excited to go back to Miami. I think that's going to be pretty, <laughs> pretty Hopefully fraudulent once again. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, the let's wrap it up. Grand Prix. Got an hour 10 in. Oh, my God. I couldn't imagine how long this would be if we had four people here. That would be awful. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's it. We'll catch y'all later. Thanks for listening. Um, 
if you our next pod should be up in the next month after these two races we'll kind of do a review and maybe we'll get into maybe you'll see us before then who knows we'll do a little side side pod you know keep you on your toes yeah Yeah. keep you on your toes be on the lookout follow the follow the thing so you can see us when we pop up um but yeah that's it oh also i want to say go listen to episode number 11 if you have any interest in hearing our most creative content that we've made uh (laughs) it's i know i don't know if it's good but it's creative for sure (laughs) so go listen to episode 11 if you want skip you know there's time code so like skip past the we i think we also talk about monaco the race that happened like that week and there was actually there's actually some pretty some pretty good analysis uh in that but there's a time code to skip to lawful action or black magic so go ahead and do that if you made it this far you're gonna enjoy that i'm sure uh go listen to that all right that's it for us goodbye everyone goodbye danny talk to you soon bye friends see you later